Hey, hey, boys and girls, it's that time. Yes, that's right. It is Wednesday, and that means we're going to be talking all about wrestling, and this wrestling show is going to be dedicated today to the relaunch, the rebrand, the craziness that is NXT 2.0. Let's kick it over, get the introduction out of the way, and let's talk wrestling. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. That means it is time for the Big Irish Wrestling Show featuring that one, the only Bobby D. Riley, the Big Irish fellow from the Big Irish Radio Show. That's right. That's right. It's me. It's me. It's Bobby D. And once again, let's talk wrestling. So welcome to Wednesday Wrestling. This is the Big Irish Wrestling Show podcast, and we're going to be talking all about wrestling every week, hopefully, and putting it all together for you guys, the fans that are fans of wrestling. Yeah, it is a great time to be a wrestling fan, let's just be very honest. Um, With AEW coming out, or ABEW having been established now over the last two years, WWE's kind of backpedaling, I think, and we're going to look at some of the things that are happening right now, and the, (laughs) I kind of have to laugh at this, the revamping of NXT, the black and gold brand is not the black and gold brand anymore. Um, The darling indie type show that we had that was put together by Triple H is no longer that. And I think that's part of the part of where you're seeing Vince McMahon get scared. I think that's where you're seeing WWE is starting to panic a little bit, especially with AEW coming back out and with them having now captured the imagination and the limelight, so to speak. Uh, Daniel Bryan is now there. CM Punk came out of seven years of retirement, was not wrestling for seven years, to join AEW and jump in there. You've had you have some world class, really young, really up and coming wrestlers. You've had the Forbidden Door that has just basically been uh, kicked off its hinges, and we're seeing some great wrestlers coming back out of Japan. If you've ever followed any of the new Japan stuff, we're starting to see a lot of that coming into AEW and it's just new and it's refreshing and it's great. And we're getting stuff that we never thought we'd ever see before. You've got these, you've got these agreements. It's it's almost like we're back in the territory days where you had champions that would go to different locations. You would have champions that were world. You had a world champion over these four or five districts, and he would go there. He would go defend the title against other people in other companies. Ric Flair was one of those champions. Uh, and, And that made it great. You know, I am an old school wrestling fan. I have been for a very long time. I say that. But I remember the days of World Championship Wrestling. And the reason that I say that that way is there is actually a difference between World Championship Wrestling 
and WCW. Even though they have the same name, World Championship Wrestling was the 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 show that I watched on, I believe it was WTBS way back when. It was a studio wrestling show. The audience was actually in a TV studio watching wrestling. So that's where I first got my first glimpses of people like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, um, you know, uh, Ric Flair, the Four Horsemen. You know, these guys came in from the other territories onto this show, and it was just great to be able to watch. I was not, I'll be very honest, I was not a WWF fan back in the day. I did grow up in the time period in which WWF made that very big splash when they got somebody in there, that somebody being Mr. T, Andre the Giant, you had going in, you had Mr. T, and you had all these people who were coming in and making wrestling mainstream. And here's the best part about it. I think we're starting to see that again. We're starting to see those crossovers. We're starting to see wrestling become something awesome again. But it had to be taken out of Vince's hand. I'm sorry Vince has had a monopoly. He took the word wrestling out of wrestling. He took the word wrestler out of wrestling. He made it WWE superstars. Come on. They're wrestlers. One of the things about Daniel Bryan, one of the things about CM Punk is they're wrestlers. And they love wrestling. And they love the concept of wrestling. And that's the thing that I think that we're seeing. And we're seeing this come about. Now, with that being said... I watched Raw this week, and I watched NXT 2.0, which I have to say that even though they're calling it NXT 2.0, this is actually the third reiteration of NXT. Uh, NXT was originally a developmental contest-type program that WWE put together. Uh, It was actually the, the deal in which we got the Nexus. Uh, and Nexus was this was this faction that came out of N- the NXT competition. Had Daniel Bryan in it. Uh, had a few other people in it. And if you haven't had a chance to go back and watch it, go back and watch uh, the Tough Enough contest, the the NXT co- contest. It was really it was really really good. It's it's kind of what started the feud between uh, Daniel Bryan and the Miz because. The Miz was Daniel Bryan's. If I remember right, the Miz was Daniel Bryan's uh, 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 overseer, or or however you want to, his mentor, uh, so to speak. So they did a lot of things there. Here's the funny part about it: uh, when you look at it, first of all, NXT has always been the black and gold brand for me. I didn't really watch it back in the developmental days. I did see it when Triple H took it over and made it the black and gold brand and created this almost an indie-style feeling show out of it in which you had these people coming in from outside of the industry, bringing them in, making them awesome, and I liked NXT. I really did. NXT was a very, very good show when it was coming from Full Sail University. Let me say that. When NXT was featured in Full Sail University, it was an awesome show. It's when they started moving out of that. It's when you started seeing Vince McMahon sticking his nose in and changing things up that NXT went from, I would say, went from about an 8 out of 10 to a 6. 
it dropped the the caliber of the wrestling the caliber of the storytelling everything changed all of a sudden and now you have uh triple h being taken out of it you have vince mcmahon coming in and this whole new revamp style for nxt nxt is no longer the black and gold brand which is one of the reasons that i think that wwe might be scared of AEW because you had two different programs that were using the exact same colors, black and gold. You had NXT using the black and gold brand. You had AEW who is still using black and gold. And I love the black and gold stylings. I think it looks really cool. I think it makes it feel great. I just love the concept. And I think the concept between NXT and AEW being so similar is what made Vince McMahon take it over and change it. Now it is, uh, let's give Seth Rollins a paint can and throw him in NXT, especially after those drip suits he was wearing. That's the styling they're going with this, and I absolutely hate it. We, We now are going to have Raw the Red Bland, SmackDown the Blue Brand, and NXT the Rainbow the paint splash, the, (laughs) I don't know what to call it. Um, the show was not that great. I mean, once again, you, it it was, it was really mediocre. I, I honestly will tell you, I, I was a big fan of NXT. Um, I'll say that again. I was a big fan of NXT. I watched it, watched it, watched it, watched it, watched it, loved it, loved it, loved it. It was it was permanent. It was I would watch, I would watch AEW. I would turn around and watch NXT. And both of them got my attention. Um, in these Wednesday Night Wars, and they were both very good, but <laughs> but now you have the problem with. I, I'll tell you what it is. Vince McMahon has decided that he's going to take a step back and he's going to do the same thing that he did when he defeated WCW. He's going to try to go back to that attitude era. He's going to try to go with the big, tall, giant guys. Um, And you saw some of that in the episode last night. The problem is, is it's not the wrestlers that are causing the issues. It's the writing teams. It's their creative teams. NXT's creative teams, or WWE's creative teams, absolutely suck. I'm sorry. They can't write anything more than 60 days out of the pocket, maybe? I don't think I have seen a long-term storyline go for more than that. And and the first thing I'm going to hear everybody say is, Roman Reigns. They are not doing crap with Roman Reigns except for feeding him. They have decided that this, we, we finally have, they, here's the thing. During the pandemic and when WWE had the Thunderdome, that was Vince McMahon's coup de grace, so to speak. You had the ability, or he had the ability to create these storylines that he wanted he had the ability to pipe in sound. He had the ability to make people boo 
or people cheer or whatever they wanted to do and they had complete creative control over the environment. So during this time period, you end up with the following. You end up with them pushing storylines that they wanted to push. And one of those storylines that we ended up getting was the tribal chief, the heel turn for Roman Reigns. And that's the problem. Because even now, WWE is still piping in sound. We heard it one day on uh, on an episode of Raw where you had the announcer from the from SmackDown his voice come over the raw speakers because they were pushing this sound through the speakers and they said it was an audio mistake yeah it was a mistake they piped in the wrong stuff but that just went to prove the point even now WWE is still trying to cre- to to take care of the narrative and they're not listening to the fans they're not listening to the reaction of the fans they're 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 changing the script they're changing what is actually happening in the arenas and they're piping in crowd noise come on really that's one of the things i love about the indies and that's one of the things i love about AEW that's one of the things i love about Ring of Honor uh, not so much Impact, but Impact's starting to grow on me a little bit more just because of the fact I don't like Impact. I never have. Impact's not one of my favorite episodes. If you guys can convince me otherwise that Impact, I should be watching Impact more, I will. I just can't get my head wrapped around the Impact Zone. God, I hate it. Um, but... I, I kind of digress, and I've kind of gone on this little rant about WWE, but let's let's look at NXT. What the, the paint splash color scheme? Oh my God, it couldn't be more childish. The garishness of the of the of the background signs and things when they were trying to do stuff—it was just the entire thing looked horrible. When you're coming from this product that was cultivated and put together the black and gold brand inside Full Sail University, a developmental center that was perfect to this generic, mediocre type of show, it's just going to blend in with all the other crap from WWE. And I'm, I'm sorry, I think that we are actually looking at uh, the obituary for NXT. I really do. Um, I don't think I, I don't think that last night was a rebirth. I really don't. I didn't see anything on the show that got me excited about it. Um, I give the oh, overall I give NXT 2.0 a six, maybe out of ten, and that's being generous. I was not impressed with NXT at all last night. Um, I've not been. I've not been impressed with WWE in a long time. There's there's sections where they're doing good, but you know, between the ring posts, the the posting of a wrestler through the ropes onto the ring post, um the outside interference, the disqualifications for crap for I mean, what happened to plain and simple? basic clean finishes yeah i and i don't mind 
I don't mind two or three false finishes. I really don't. When 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 wrestlers fight to get out of a pinning predicament and it's great and it's glorious and you see them and you hear the crowd start saying fight forever or this is awesome, that's awesome. That's good. That's cool. That's great. That's ah! But when you end up with a show that you can almost, almost predict, that's when it gets bad. I mean, if you watch a single WWE show, I promise you, you will find at least three postings throughout the show. Yeah, it's a three-hour show on Raw. So, what? Name for me how many times they end up outside of the ring. Name for me how many times... They go under the ring. Name for me how many times people are going to interfere or, my God, let's do an opening segment where nobody else comes out. We have a straight, plain segment that says, welcome to Monday Night Raw. Have a great time. I am your champion without somebody coming out and interfering and it suddenly creating a match. These on-the-fly friggin' matches from WWE just kill me, man. There's no sense. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. There's no nothing. It's not a storyline, and that's the problem. I don't think it's the wrestler's fault. I don't think it's the WWE superstar's superstar, superstar's fault. I think the creative team for Rock or for Raw and SmackDown absolutely sucks. I'm sorry, I said it. They've got some bits of brilliance, but it's almost formulaic nowadays. Let's fill in the blanks. Let's do this. And when you take somebody that was the caliber, I'm going to just take two NXT stars, two NXT stars who should have been massive in Raw or SmackDown or on the main roster. Either way you win. They should have been massive coming out of NXT. And that was, first, Keith Lee. They brought Keith Lee up to the main roster, and the first thing they did was they changed his intro music. What? Why? That was part of his stick. That was part of who he was. That was the whole point. Keith Lee was awesome. But you bring him into the main roster, you change, A, his introduction music. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't change his name. They did for another one of my favorite NXT superstars that they moved up to the main roster and completely foobarred over. And that was Dijakovic. You guys that watch WWE, you know him as T-Bar. Lord. Go back and watch the old NXT episodes and watch the matches between Keith Lee and Dijakovic. They are some of the best matches around. One of the things about Keith Lee that really got me started about Keith Lee was he reminded me of another wrestler that I loved from back in the day, and that was the Junkyard Dog. 
Keith Lee had that same type of stature, just made me feel good about what he was doing. Take him out of Triple H's hands, hand him to Vince McMahon, and watch him completely destroy the character. We haven't seen Keith Lee in forever. This is one of the reasons that I think they're losing so many people. And when you look at it, now don't get me wrong, I've seen some of them go ahead and re-sign. Some of them don't care about their creative stuff. But when you have people like Daniel Bryan, when you have people like uh, Adam Cole leaving W, there's no way that Adam Cole left WWE for AEW because of money. I promise you that. There's just no way. It was other things. It was these non-compromises that limited superstars to doing only what WWE wanted them to. The fact that they couldn't use 30-party software. The fact that they couldn't do their own things. They, everything had to be done another direction. I'm surprised that some of the NXT people that I follow... Uh, Cat and Zero, people like that, on TikTok. I'm surprised they're still able to do it. And they actually said it on X NXT 2.0. The TikTok darlings. Uh, come on, guys. Stop trying to have complete and total creative control. And here's the bad part about it. Not only is WWE going that far, but they're going so far as to changing the names so they can hang on to those creative names. So when they move and they go someplace else, they can't use that name or that introduction music. Ay, ay, ay. It just kills me, man. Um, NXT 2.0. Not a fan. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be a fan. Um... I'm watching some of my favorite people come out of other shows onto NXT, and I've been watching it for the last last few months, and I'm just I don't like what I'm seeing, and 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 and, and it, it's just it's just not good. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it again. NXT 2.0 just isn't any good, and it's not. It's just not worth it. So, but that's my personal opinion, guys. I want to know what you thought of WWE Raw this week. I want to know what you thought of the rebirth and the replanning of NXT 2.0. Of course, we're going to have AEW Dynamite tonight. Of course, uh, I will try to do a podcast tomorrow on what I thought of the Dynamite show. Try to do podcasts this weekend or on Monday uh, for the Friday shows, we're going to start trying to do the wrestling podcast more often. This is, of course, the very first episode of the Big Irish Wrestling Show. So, here's where we're at. We're going to try to bring some people in. We're going to try to have some fun up until then. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I hope you guys like it. Of course, I am Bobby Raleigh, a.k.a. the Big Irish fellow for the Big Irish Radio Show. Thank you. Have a great night, and, of course, as I always say, be kind to each other. See you soon. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us on the Big Irish Wrestling Show. Of course, it's me, it's me, it's Bobby D. We'll see you next week.